Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 11th day of July. Thanks for joining me. I want to remind our listeners that we do return to the Tuesday evening Bible study this evening. We, Due to some travel and the holiday, we took the last two Tuesday evenings off, but we are back. And tonight at 7 p.m. we meet. Uh, and we. why does that matter to you? Well, many people have been listening to our studies in Ephesians, and that's where we'll be tonight. But having not posted it for a couple of weeks, I've been hearing from people wondering what's going on, and uh, that's what's up. We go back to the st- series tonight. We'll start the 27th lesson. It will post tomorrow. So if you like video, it's at our website or at our YouTube page, PWM. Audio is wherever you're listening to this podcast. It'll be Studies in Ephesians number 27, and it kicks off the final chapter of Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. And that final chapter contains the very famous whole armor of God passage. We're not going to get to that tonight. Uh, We're going to take care of the children, obey your parents, and the bond servants, be obedient to your master's segment uh, all all this evening because i got some stuff I want to do there, particularly in relation to how the law is presented in the ministry of Jesus and then how it's presented in the ministry of Paul and what we're to do with those because they're not exactly the same. I'm going to deal with that tonight. So that'll be in the lesson that you see tomorrow. And then next week when we get when we're back at it, we'll be starting the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God will be one that probably takes us several weeks to work through. Um, anyhow, that's uh, that's coming up. I wanted to remind you of that, and hopefully you can join us. And if you haven't, check out that studies in Ephesians. Get started. Go back to the beginning. We have a whole playlist of that at our YouTube page, and of course you can scroll back wherever you're listening to this podcast. They're all numerically uh, posted, so go back to Studies in Ephesians number one and enjoy the journey. It'll take you a while to work your way through. Speaking of take a while, Mark chapter 12, um, it's taking us a while to get through Mark. We're, we're basically just dedicated this year, at least the first three-fourths of this year probably, to this gospel. We're still in the 12th chapter. Today we're in verse 38, and I want to remind you that Jesus has had his trilogy confrontation, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. On yesterday's podcast, Jesus questioned how the scribes could call Christ the son of David, um, and then established that David actually saw a Lord above him, so Jesus could be both son of David and son of God. That's essentially the heartbeat of that argument. And then we turn to a beware today in verse 38. I want to read it straight through 38 to 40. And before we break down the sort of an exegetical look at the statements, we're going to get into the context and sort of overview of it. He said to them in his teaching, beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. So within context, we're dealing with the same group that Jesus has been dealing with since verse 28. Remember the scribe said, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus answers that. Then Jesus talks about the scribe's statement that you know, that Christ is the son of David. If you look at the companion to this, you're basically looking at Matthew 23. And let me jump over there for a moment. And and I don't want to do a word for word 
rereading, but if you look at Matthew 23, almost the entire chapter is a woe to the scribes and the Pharisees. Jesus kicks it off in Matthew 23 too by saying they sit in Moses' seat. And the Moses' seat is the seat of judgment. So from the very outset of the woe, it has to do with the judgmentalness that they are presenting through their religion. So Matthew, who comes along later than Mark, combines the Pharisees into this polemic of, of sorts by Jesus with the scribes. So when we come back to Mark's version in Mark 12, it appears to be only scribes. But if you take the later rendering of Matthew, it seems to be scribes and Pharisees. And contextually, we're talking about the people who are at the, the sort of high end of the religious stratum. And they are the very definition, for, for lack of a better term, of what it means to be pious Jews. I don't say that negatively. I, I say that with um, the respect that would have been afforded them by the general public of their day. Okay, Jesus, by saying things like verses 38 to 40, beware of the scribes, he's saying something that hasn't been articulated out loud. So contextually, he's speaking a very sort of cutting-edge statement about what religion has done to these leaders. Now, this is problematic text when it comes to our Jewish friends reading about Jesus because it has Jesus always pitting the leaders of Judaism against him in a way that makes Judaism itself look bad or look negative. And we got to remember, and this doesn't get brought out enough, I don't think, Jesus was Jewish. Not only was he Jewish, he would have been a good Jew. And what I mean is he would have been pious. He would have been dedicated. He would have been devoted to Judaism, not in place of God, but as an expression of his faith towards his father. We have no reason to believe that Jesus did not keep the feast days, was not circumcised, did not tithe of of his annual intake to the temple, uh, did not offer atonement day sacrifices. We We believe he did all of those things. But Jesus spots in this faith a pretense He spots things like those who go around loving to be greeted because of who they are. They they take the best seats. They eat the best of the food. They devour widows' houses. And for appearance's sake, they pray a long time so people think they're holy. Jesus isn't saying things that people weren't seeing. He was just showing that by doing some of these things, they were actually living opposite of the kingdom he was presenting, which was... A, present, a, a kingdom that you don't have to be greeted in the marketplace. You don't have to have the best seat in the synagogue. You don't have to eat the best food at the, at the feast. You certainly don't devour widows' houses or for appearance sake make long prayers. He even says that's the greater condemnation. And so when we watch Jesus in this moment, we're watching Jesus more than trying to break down the religion of his fathers. We're watching Jesus trying to juxtapose his kingdom with the kingdom that's been established through religion. And everything he does is the opposite of those things. He doesn't devour your house, take your best seat, need your greeting. 
try to outdress you. This is troublesome and bothersome to me in the church when we feel like we have to put on. We do it in a lot of evangelical churches as a way of sort of showing favor. Like, look how blessed we are. But I think we need to reconsider and recognize that Jesus comes out against this, not because bad, you know, clothes are bad or eating good food's bad, but because when it becomes the impetus for what the kingdom looks like, it becomes a problem. This will lead Jesus to an interesting observation we'll do with him tomorrow. See you then. God bless.